You can just put Hit Me Baby one more time in the dream. That you're still referencing that. That's cool. I'm tripping. I don't need this. Sexy voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What what is this sexy voice competition? <laughs> no, are we are we really doing this? Bro, well, I'm also I'm also tired. I'm also tired because morning voice is more sexy than anything. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Bro, it's decade. It's it's coming to morning voice. Uh uh-uh. man. Morning voice, bro. Uh, yeah. What's that? I mean, just. Just mumble good morning into the wife's ear. It's it's it's, it's all over. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Can you can you go make me a cup of tea, please, babes? <laughs> For that, she's likely to punch you. <laughs> but that's that's the power of a sexy voice, isn't it? Mm. It's it's sexy voice, not mind control. And then when she gets up and she's making the tea, she's like, I'm a mug. I'm an actual mug. And then that's when she's like. <laughs> goes back and he's like oh where's the tea babe she's like I started making the tea and then I realised I'm not a mug so I left the mug downstairs half empty <laughs> am I a mug that I'm then bringing you tea because <laughs> you whispered into my ear mm. <laughs> get out of here man. Try, try that more than once she'll start praying against you you know <laughs> but like every every demonic every demonic utterance Sugar and Dread podcast. First yeah, name Sugar. Second name Dread. We are here in the building. Um, yeah. Yo, how's 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 your week been? How you doing, bro? My my week's my week's been cool. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just spent basically the whole week um, doing up Greek Easter. So like that's okay. cool. Yeah. Like different different calendar and all that business so i spent all my evenings in church which was which was that was interesting it was fun interesting it was that's deep. interesting is an interesting word yeah no as it, 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 it was good interesting okay, never, good. i never use i never use bad interesting oh you don't that's a lie um well i mean i mean i more i more frequently use the good interesting right. because usually interesting means it's something i have an interest in you know what i mean interesting interest in i know i don't Cool. The intro music that you heard <laughs> was from Gabriel Jens, yeah, um, aka Bumpkin. Uh, you mm. can find him on Twitter at Gabriel P Jones. Um, yeah. He's he's on SoundCloud as Bumpkin. Bumpkin yeah. It? yeah, so yeah, check yeah. that one um, out too. He's also got some stuff coming up at the Roundhouse in mm. June on June the twentieth. Uh, he's yeah. he's got something coming up. So he's yeah, man. He's just wait on it. Wait on it. Mm. Um, it's gonna spin your head. Um, yeah, should we? I feel like so. Mm. I need to. I need to. I need to bounce. Like we're we're on a recording. Very very we're tight. We're on a deadline. schedule. We're on a tight yeah. schedule. Um, I have to go catch a train in it. Mm. Um, for all of you pagans that want to be like, oh, Croydon is a different country. No, I don't need to catch a train <laughs> back to Croydon. That's not what we're talking about. Um, I am. I am actually going to be going outside of London. Swear down. Um, yeah. Where are you yeah. going, sir? 
I'm going to Oxford. Uh, going to Oxford. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing in Oxford? I am going to read some poems at the Skull World Forum. Um, so yeah, so Ooh. that should be that should be pretty cool. Okay, um, going up there with Bella Cox. Bella um, Cox, bruh. Yeah, BYP. Mm. Um, who hooked you up? Was it? who hooked you up with that one? Uncle Jacob. Uncle Jacob. Yeah, Jacob yeah, Sumner yeah. Rose. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Man, uncle like, is even a weak word. Godfather. This is the thing. Yeah, but I don't. God, is Godfather mm. even strong? I don't like, even know. Like I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be like, like I feel like the the prefix is not yet strong enough. So yeah. we're gonna we're just gonna stick with us. Well, mm-hmm. Sir Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sir Jacob. He's, he's due a CBE, you know. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, but some sort know, of imperial honor. I don't know, but did you see what he said? Imperial honor. I don't know. Like I'm here, like Sir. I will call you Sir. But true. like I'm not. To collect I'm not, KBE is a different. Is yeah, a different I'm not. Thing. I'm not saying it in in a way of like you know the British Empire, Sir. That's mm. I'm not saying it. That's not. That's not. That's, <laughs> that's not how I mean it. Innit? It's like it's like you read OBE and it's like by yeah. order of the British Empire and it's like it's true. It's just mad. It's just like when you actually say it like all the way through, it's just mm. a bit. A bit tastes yeah. a bit weird on your mouth. It's true. Um, but I think it's, it's dope true. to be like to be recognised in that manner. Mm-hmm. And I don't have like I don't hold anything against anyone who accepts that kind of recognition yeah um, I feel like you're speaking to future me which I'm kind of ready to claim that on because <laughs> the way you're extending hand and uh, I just no because I know like, voice tone oh, I know it can just feel like mad shady when people mm. are like oh the OBE and the CBEs and it's by everyone and it's like yeah. like sometimes like cool I know how I personally feel about it mm. I know yeah like I know how I feel about it and maybe I wouldn't be so inclined to want to accept that award and I'd feel weird about it but yeah. I don't feel like because I think sometimes we can push our own feelings onto all people um, who like have a similar heritage to you or who have a yeah. similar like racial makeup and so yeah which I don't think is fair sorry every week my silent. man doesn't put his phone Bro. in silent it always making some it's, kind it's of it's noise a, on the podcast it's a new week nice no, we get it superstar Gabriel um, <laughs> Superstar Gabriel, Batman Gabriel, Gabriel with all everybody on his line, Gabriel, Gabriel. Um, yeah, no, sir. Like, sorry, like, sorry, innit? we're really sorry. I don't know um, why you're like this. Huh? Me, I, yeah. I am not like anything. I am a hundred percent reasonable individual at all points and in all occasions of my life. It's a lie. That's not true. Um, there are many people Bruh. that will testify to that not being true. Um, what's happening in today's show <laughs> uh, what is happening in today's show we are going to be doing our top 5 mm-hmm. um, we will be like we'll be doing that again innit? we'll be talking about poetry Yeah. Um, we'll be talking we'll be yeah we'll be reading some of our own poems that we've done for Napo this week mm-hmm. we'll be discussing how we've both decided in the past week that we're going to approach Napo differently yeah. than how we started so we'll be discussing that mm-hmm. um some of you guys responded to our prompts. We want to read one or two of those. Um, yeah, we're going to obviously read some poems that we're just feeling from the week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so... And we'll give you some prompts. We're going to give you some prompts this week as well. Uh, what's the top five for this okay. week? So the top five, um, again, like I said, let me know if this one's a bit mad. Uh-huh. Top five uh, TV or film romances. Right. Right, right, okay. Mm, Any ones that you're like particularly rooting for, being like, yeah, do it. Or anyone oh. that you feel is like iconic. Iconic TV romances. Or film romances. Or film romances. Cool. So I already know that I'm going to like forget some. Um, <laughs> like I just know. Okay, so we did it last week. Um, our top five last week was intro music, yeah. And yeah, I just feel I like flopped. there were just some legendary like... There were just some legendary ones that just got forgot. And mm. I feel like things need to be rectified. <laughs> so um I just I just really wanna play I I wanna play I wanna play the The Kim Possible. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Average girl. Wait. To save the world. And it got me cause I can pass it. Boom. Hey. What? Hey. Mm-hmm. Hey. 
Yeah. Oh, more than I am on my way. I am on my way. Doesn't matter when or when there's trouble. If you just come on me. Can't possible. Bling, bling, bling. It's okay. You need me, baby. Me, me, if you want to. Call me, baby. If you want to reach me. Doesn't matter when. Doesn't matter when. Doesn't matter when. Till the very end, I want them to say, what? Andy, what? Always impossible. What to them? Inside, skibidi papa. Do you know what's Do you know what's mad that I just realised? What um, is that? I played that on my laptop so we can hear it in the headphones, but it's not actually in. They can't hear it. Oh, so they've literally just <laughs> wild. Um, we were gonna do some more. Oh my God. Um, but yeah. we had proud, like proud fam, like yeah, like mm. impossible. Malcolm in the Middle is legendary. Proud family. That's so Raven. Yeah. Like we missed, we missed out there. Um, but short podcast. Yeah. Uh, top five TV or film romances. Who are you rooting for, bro? Who are you rooting yeah. for? Okay, so at number five, you lot are gonna think like I'm I'm an EastEnders fan. I'm bro. not, but at number five, we've got Bradley and Stacey. Um, no, oh, no, that that was man. so. I don't. I wow. and when I say top five, I don't mean that these were good relationships. Yeah, I just mean like these were relationships that I was invested in. Yeah. So when you really wanted them to work, I like, wanted them to work, and yeah. then she, Max, she, man, you see, Max is Stacy and Max, gosh. and I was just like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, are you doing this? Wow. And it was Lauren that clocked them in the wow. in the camcorder, innit? Yeah. And she blasted it. <laughs> she blasted it. <laughs> I was spinning, spinning. <laughs> Number four, it has to be um, Michael and Janet Kyle um, yeah. from My Wife oh and my Kids. Gosh. Um, that relationship was just hilarious. Loved it. At three, we've uh, in terms of iconic relationships. Yeah. Um, Olivia Pope and Fitzgerald Grant mm-hmm. um, from Scandal. Um, that relationship is just so trash and so bad and so <laughs> disappointing and it went on for so long and ended so tragically and it was just like yeah yeah but it was you were invested um, at number two uh, Harry and Hermione um, Yo, they should have been to- even even Rowling said they should have been together. So I mean, she's been saying a lot of things Look, since she, the she, books come she, out, she, and half of them have been nonsense. So she can go and sit down. Um, <laughs> but in regards <laughs> in regards to oh. um, Harry and Hermione, I'm I'm just like Harry, Ron and Hermione was just dead. I mean, not that any of them deserved to be in a relationship with Hermione. Not that any of them were worthy of that relationship. Harry was boring. Harry was, Harry, yeah. Like, I mean, Westman's strong, but he just wasn't in Hermione's league. And I feel like the whole funny friend thing, like, it just wasn't convincing. Mm -mm. Um, And so, like, the book, the whole way through the book, you've got Hermione, you know, is feeling Harry. Like, and in the films, Hermione is feeling Harry. Mm -hmm. And then, all of a sudden, I'm trying to be clever, so I've, you know, I've done the bait and switch. But everything was invested and built towards Harry and Hermione, and it was a yeah. tragedy that they didn't end up. So, but I think just in terms of the friendship as they're at school and all of that kind of that 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 romantic tension that was there for most of the books, mm-hmm. um, and definitely in the films as well. I think the romantic tension was there. Um, I also don't like Harry forgetting with Ginny. Like, why would you? That's, yeah, that's I had boys. I had a problem with that more from the um, the film's perspective. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I just I feel like I just feel like oh, Ginny's a child. Ginny, yeah, Ginny comes into the film and is very much a child, and yeah. like it's just awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like then she's you know 
now she's Harry's love interest and it's just and it's, your it's boy's just baby a bit sister weird. as well why would you do that yeah I mean mm, I mean it happens but it ha- still yeah like, I don't feel like I don't feel like that's as big an offence I feel like if you're like Ron it wasn't like it is, it is what it is um, yeah. but in terms of yeah in the films Ginny just didn't make sense like it was like uh, what um, and you know you've got you've got Cho there you've got Hermione there and then you end up with with Ginny Weasley and you're just like okay yes Cho had the personality of a plank of wood um, <laughs> but Hermione didn't um, and she was into you mm-hmm. um, you know but you went and went after Ginny who had the personality of a plank of wood and wasn't as supremely buff like Cho was so like what you're not winning in any way, shape, or form, in this relationship that you're choosing, I feel like I'm gonna have to cut this out. So Harry and Hermione at number two, and then my number one uh-huh. is um, Katie and Franklin from My Wife and Kids. Oh no, that was one of my, your. Su- yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Katie and Franklin, um, right. because they were just hilarious. Um, Franklin was so in love. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just so ridiculous. They were so funny. Um, <laughs> It was just beautiful. I just proper loved it. Um, I thought that was amazing. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite one. So yeah, my top five <laughs> in ascending order: uh, Bradley and Stacy from EastEnders at number five. Mm-hmm. Michael and Janet Kyle from My Wife and Kids at number mm-hmm. four. At number three, we have Olivia Pope and Fitzgerald Grant from Scandal. At number two, we have Harry Potter and Hermione Granger from. Harry Potter <laughs> and then at number one we have Katie and Franklin from My Wife and Kids yeah that's my top five what's your top five saying bro number five get it out of the way um Han and Leia from uh Star Wars um, I'm waiting for the day there's a top five segment where you don't reference Star Wars bro this is only episode two it's not it happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying that top five, hmm, top five black athletes, and you'll have like a Star Wars <laughs> reference <windy>. in there. <laughs> in at number four is um, Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv from uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I, I contemplated. Um, I was gonna put Katie and Franklin um, as my number three because mm-hmm. um, they're just so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're in, they're just like lovely. Num- in that number two, um, I'm gonna go with um, Sakura, Naruto, and Sasuke um, because yeah, that was that was just very interesting to watch, um, and it was <laughs> I feel like the love triangle was done very well in that show, um, and it didn't distract from what was going on, which can happen a lot where the love triangle is sort of like the why are you looking you're looking very serious you're just looking at me very oh, I very... just can't relate I didn't really I never got that deep into Naruto oh, no. <sighs> but you're some of the people that listen are into anime it's true it's true yeah that's very true so don't mind me okay um, uh, so in at number one <laughs> in at number one it's um I'm gonna take it back to Frasier because I'm secretly a middle uh, middle aged middle class white man on the inside <laughs> So number five, Han and Leia from Star Wars. Uh, number four is uh, Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv. Number three, what was my number three again? Katie and Franklin. Mm-hmm. Number two was um, Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura Triangle. And in at number one was Frasier and Roz. Um, I heard people didn't like my top fives last time. Fight me in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how's it been? How's writing been for you? How are you feeling about it? What's good? What's good? What's good? So, uh, writing, writing's been, it's been a lot of stress. Well, it's not even been stress. It's just, I've been approaching it quite apathetically. Also, like this, this week, this week was a bit kind of like, I was a little bit, yeah, I had like a couple personal things happening this week. Mm -hmm. So it was, so I feel like that threw me a lot and I was just trying to just like navigate trying to like find myself in terms of like where I was and where, where I was feeling on all that on all of that business before mm-hmm. I try and put kind of like words or images to it because that requires a lot of concentration um, and a lot of reflection that I thought I wasn't really trying to do at this moment in time 
or at that moment in time rather um but yeah i i also did spend like my evenings basically in church so i feel like all the feelings that would have gone into poems um turned into prayer which um mm -hmm. yeah it's it's an interesting reflection when you realize that like prayer and meditation um ends up taking the space of or or rather you realize that um writing or poetry is like a form of engaging in meditation or like some kind of some kind of like supplication or prayer whether you like whether you believe in them things or not so um yeah i i went off sharing for a while so i posted my day one i'm posting my day two i was late for the other for the others and I, then i was like mm, i'm not sharing but then like i've had a couple people i've had like a couple people comment on my day one and i was like rah swear down it was really it really had that it was really that impactful am i gonna call are we allowed to say names of people that messaged to say like yeah i liked your poem or is that a bit too much I mean, so if you feel like yeah you know she'd or he <coughs> would be offended by the fact that you'd put her name in your mouth then maybe not i, I mean, don't i, I don't see i don't see the offense in it is this woman gonna remain anonymous well, now, now, when you say is this woman going to remain anonymous, now it now sounds like something when it's not really anything. I know, just... but <sighs> you're, is you're it or is it not a woman? So okay, oh, you're so annoying now. So this you're woman so who shan't be named slid into your DMs and no, 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 it's not like that. No, 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 no. A woman did not slide into my. D so basically, did she or wow. did she not come into my your gosh. DMs and send Look. you a message? Okay, so so she slid into your dms yeah but when you sliding it's got connotations you, now the connotations that, that you're projecting and putting onto this statement have nothing to do with me i just asked i know they have nothing to do with, i know they have nothing to do with you because you're she slid you're, into your dms that's oh all that's gosh. all that happened no one slid into my dms but that, that's just not so you obviously i don't know what are you you're like them oh what them water slides that the, with the soap that you put on it just bare slippery and sliding <laughs> <laughs> So she she slipped into your DMs. Oh my god! Slid, sorry, she slid into your DMs. She didn't slip because she meant to get there. So she slid into your DMs. Okay, so um, if you're listening, shout out to Salma <laughs> Alwadani. Um, I don't know why this man's now talking nonsense in it, but yeah, I, <laughs> but yeah, Salma. <laughs> Yeah, so Salma messaged me and just like gave me some feedback on the poem, and I wasn't expecting that because like, you know, we don't we don't we don't we don't talk on a chatty chatty, you know, all the time like that, you know what I mean? So like, it was it was really validating and it was really it was really cool to like get a message from from Salma like that. Um, also like yeah, just also generally appreciating like the love and appreciation from like the poetry scene as well is a really good thing and like it's good to know that like the love that you give that you give out comes back to you within this um circle of I don't know why this Donny is is smiling. So mad. Why are you mad? I'm having so much fun and I then know. you were like <laughs> You're like, yeah, shout out someone. I was like, no, that's yeah. not as fun anymore. <laughs> she's mostly on Insta, so yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna like peep her work and what she's doing, then that's the place to, that's um, the place to go to. Did it? Did it? Do you? Do No, she's just Salma Elwadani on okay. Instagram. Yeah, Salma Elwadani. Um, Salma S A L M A E L W A R D A N Y. There we go. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, so yeah, so shout out Salma. Um, also, like, yeah, also shout out Troy Kabida because like he he gets mentions in it, but his his support is is very is very like valuable and like he's he's one of them ones in it. Um, yeah, so many people I want to appreciate for both sharing their napos and giving support. We're gonna get to that. Yeah. Um, how was it for you? Yeah, so I'd been posting kind of every day on Twitter and I hadn't really been posting on my blog. Um, but like I'd been sharing work every day um, and then I was kind of like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you want to just be able to be free to write um, and write whatever you want. Um, but when you share, um, 
like you then have to consider other things as well about the poetry that you're sharing and what you're sharing and whatever exactly. um, and the effect it has and what it's saying and what it does because it felt like a pressure as well I think there was outside of that yeah. there was like a pressure that I was feeling with sharing what I was writing um, and I think yeah I just wasn't about it I didn't I, I wasn't I wasn't enjoying it um and so I was like, okay, cool. Um, I'm still gonna write, um, but I took down all the poems that I'd shared, like that I'd shared on Twitter. So I deleted them all. I was just like, yeah, I'm not gonna be posting anymore. I might mm. post. I think I'll post any that we read on the show. I'll post up on my blog, but yeah. like outside of that, I'm not really posting them, and I'm not like consciously like retweeting them or tweeting them out because I'm just like, if you follow my blog, you follow my blog. If you don't follow my blog, you don't you follow, don't follow blog, my blog. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Um, because I just think I don't know. I felt like there was just a pressure to it. Uh, and so yeah, I think it was quite interesting how I got into it, and then I was feeling that way, and then I was like, I don't want to share anymore. I'm mm. not enjoying sharing this anymore. This doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, and like even more than it not feeling good, it it felt bad. Um. Oh wow. I don't know yeah it just felt like uh not bad as in like it was making me feel bad but just mm-hmm. in terms of like i don't like having these kinds of thoughts when i'm sharing my poetry i don't like i've never posted anything and been thinking about like the amount of retweets that it's getting or like anything like that I so see. i was just like i was very uncomfortable with that because i was like why are you posting your own poems and like it's not just about you sharing it because like the past few years when I've shared it I've genuinely shared it and forgotten that it's out there and then like I'll Mm. get messages from people and be like or I'll speak to people and be like oh yeah like I like yeah Gabriel Jones was like yeah I really enjoyed you doing it last year and that's part Mm. of the reason why I did it this year and I was like I really forgot that other people were reading my work whereas this year I was very conscious of that and I felt like that was um, unhealthy for me in terms of like how I approach my writing because like whether you like it or not if that's the way that you're thinking about how your stuff's going to be received it's going to affect your writing process as well yeah um and so yeah i don't think there's anything innately wrong with posting on twitter and stuff and i think that's dope but Mm -hmm. i think uh the way that it was affecting me and the way that yeah the way that it was just happening for me i was like cool i don't i don't want to do this anymore because Mm -hmm. yeah it's not the way that it's the way that it's working for you is not the way that you want your poetry to be working um and so cool keep it stepping so Mm -hmm. so having said that we are now in a situation where Mm -hmm. you have not seen any of the poems that we've written this week (laughs) um so but gabriel so I have Gabriel. I have access to Gabriel's Google Docs that he's doing all his napos in, and, and I have access to Jeremiah's too. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. One more. One small thing. Uh, Napo. Um. It's easy to forget that because, especially if you're used to a process where you sit down with a poem and you relax with it and you do bare drafts and you do bare edits, like Napo doesn't give you the luxury of that. I don't yeah. know how Laurie's coming out and doing like six, seven drafts of one poem, but she's a machine. Um, yeah. But like, yeah. I guess it's how you work as well. So, like, I'll write... If I write in a book, I'm writing in that book. And then as I'm writing it, like, the way that... Depending on how I write, if I'm not doing it as a free write, I can write and be editing quite... Like, not editing my thoughts, but I'm like, I can start. And, like, I've got the line in my head. I've got the image in my head. Mm. And so, like, if the image is like, oh... um, the speaker like I'm looking at the speaker and I'm like okay that speaker mouth looks like a sunflower and I want to say that words are like you know like the vibrations coming out are like pollen signaling bees or something like Mm. I can have that image and so like when I'm writing it there's an editing process as I put that image down and like Mm. I'm writing it out and whatever and there'll be crossings out and, and calls so I have that process and then for me like I'll be reading as I'm writing the next bit I'm reading back through the bits before and I'm tweaking those as I change them and then I'm writing the next bit as well so like in terms of how I'm writing it on the page if I'm not just doing a free write 
like what I end up with on the page is like could be some people's one and two drafts, like mm. first and second drafts. Yeah. And then I'll copy it up onto my laptop and as I'm doing that there's an editing process that's happening as I type that's it true. up onto my Google Docs as well so when I'm just typing it up that's a third draft mm. could be considered a third draft for some yeah. people and then I'll edit that after I've typed it up like I'll go into it again and I'll edit it again and I'll change stuff mm. or whatever and I'll read it so that's like a fourth draft so by the time I share it with someone to get feedback it's generally got about three or four versions that it could have been yeah um so yeah so i I don't know what her process is but like i feel Mm. like people's processes are different so she has like loads in the document but i don't know if she's just typed them straight into there yeah and then that's how she works through whereas i'll always write mine down and then i'm working through it and then i'm typing it up so Mm. mostly i'll only ever have a one version Typed yeah. typed, yeah, and also like Google because of how Google Docs works. I'll never leave loads of versions in my document mm, because I can go back. I can see past versions of it anyway, so I don't. I don't really see. I don't unless it's a visual aid. Mm. I don't really need that. So it's people's editing processes work yeah. very differently That's anyway. Um, your day four doesn't have a title. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Um, it will have one. Uh, it will have one soon. Um, yeah. Okay. So as as was as le- last week, I'm gonna read Gabriel's day for first, and then he'll read it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Gabriel Akamo's day for Napo poem. I can't remember the last time I held another person's hand that wasn't in a handshake or a casual greeting. Sometimes I loosely clasp my hands in front of myself when sitting or standing alone. Other times. Especially in prayer or turmoil, I cross my forearms over my chest as though deciding not to fold them. My palms rest on my upper arms and sometimes my right thumb gently strokes my left bicep. I also hug people in the same way now, my left hand resting on their waist, my right on the side of their ribcage almost touching their chest or just centre of the shoulder blade. I don't need to be held, just to hold. I always have warm hands, even in winter. But this year I was giving out more than could be caught. I kept putting off buying gloves, as though letting them go cold to remind myself they're empty. Hmm. Day four. I can't remember the last time I held another person's hand that wasn't in a handshake or a casual greeting. Sometimes I loosely clasp my hands in front of myself when sitting or standing alone. Other times, especially in prayer or turmoil, I cross my forearms over my chest as though deciding not to fold them. My palms rest on my upper arms and sometimes my right thumb gently strokes my left bicep. I also hug people in the same way now, my left hand resting on their waist my right on the side of their ribcage almost touching their chest or just centre of the shoulder blade. I don't need to be held, just to hold. I always have warm hands, even in winter. But this year I was giving out more heat than could be caught. I kept putting off buying gloves, as though letting them go cold to remind myself they're empty. Mm. Yeah, um... So I picked this one. I remember, like, I read this one, um, and I was just like, Rah. I just, just like, oh, I was like, oh, I was just like, yeah, the detail. I feel like the detail makes, like, it makes me feel so lonely. Um, yeah, and I was just like, I wanna like reach out and just like hug the speaker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like. So it's like so analytical. It's like, hmm, I can't remember. And so like you're remembering. Um, and then it's like, I don't know, just de- descriptive. The way that you're, the speaker's removed from themselves um, and like talking about themselves. But it, it's just in a very sort of, sometimes I do this, um, you know, particularly in these types of times and I'll do this and, they, you know, I'll 
put my palms here and, and my thumb here um and yeah it, it's just this kind of this this distance to something that should be really quite intimate um mm-hmm. and so you know the it, yeah so it feels analytical in the way that you're describing hugs and it's very much without imagery and if you think of like I don't know if I was thinking about like okay cool how do I want to describe how I hugged this person and I think of like the natural inclination is to use imagery of of like warmth and um pulling someone into yourself and like yeah just all of that or or you know parts that are making each other whole and like that just but just the the movement would be to imagery like I'm not thinking about like if I'm thinking about like where my arms are or how our bodies are touching or whatever it's to extenuate the imagery or I'd want to use imagery to exemplify because it's not like yeah so the distancing language is a quite a it it shifts you off center because that's not what for me anyways that's not what I was expecting um and so it's quite surprising um and that that adds to the feel of loneliness because it's like this speaker is talking about hugs but they don't even get the intimacy of the hugs they're just describing the hand goes here and this goes here and this is how I hold myself now Mm. um and then um you know then it's explained you know it's like I don't need to be held just to hold and it's just like that that even that statement is so strange like (laughs) it's so strange yeah that just that loneliness and that kind of that feeling for the speaker is like he doesn't even want to be held just to hold and then he's talking about his hands but then it flips because it's like you don't need to be held just to hold but you're you can't keep the heat in your hands anymore and your hands Mm -hmm. are going cold um and it's almost like that as though they're trying to remind you that that you're empty and like then you're like wow so this speaker who's kind of put up this whole front for the entire poem of like (laughs) you know I'm cool you know this is what it is I don't need like I don't need to be held just to hold like I'm good I'm okay and you get to the end and you're like they're not good (laughs) they're not okay but like throughout the whole poem you could sense it anyways but it's Mm. just this now like as you're like you've felt it but it's also you've gone on this journey where the speaker is understanding it about himself Mm. as well um yeah so i thought it was really i think i think it's just a really dope journey and a dope a dope dope very dope poem yo thank you (laughs) um yeah uh yeah you picked up on a lot that again you picked up on things that I didn't even realise was in there mm. um, I feel like that's that's always the way though you'd never like other people always like see more of what you're doing mm. I guess like there's like uh, there's like a Yoruba um, proverb that basically translates to a candle can't see its own can't see its own base it's it's good to hear other people noticing your dark spots um, yeah there's yeah <laughs> um, yeah you'd uh, didn't re- quite realize how lonely the speaker was in the poem um, as r- as I was writing it, um, but yeah, it's it's always that sort of thing. I don't think I've got anything to add to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's go into Jeremiah's poems. Yeah, so day six, the title's so mad. It's entitled, "Is it funny or miraculous the number of men without spines who can still run?" Um. I chased a man once, spent most of the day trying to catch the hem of his hoodie. He ran from everything, as though his reflection might reach out to trap him in the glass. How does a running man forget about tiredness? It is in both the mind and the body. I only caught him when he stopped by a stream for water. He wanted to scoop his face up, out, and drink. He couldn't. He saw me and was scared. I told him, drink anyway. Courage or not, you have to meet yourself at last. Shara McCallum. Is it funny or miraculous the number of men without spines who can still run? I chased the man once, 
spent most of the day trying to catch the hem of his hoodie. He ran from everything, as though his reflection might reach out to trap him in the glass. How does a running man forget about tiredness? It is in both the mind and the body. I only caught him when he stopped by a stream for water. He wanted to scoop his face up, out and drink. He couldn't. He saw me and was scared. I told him, drink anyway. Courage or not, you have to meet yourself at last. Shara McCallum. Mm. Yeah. So what? I, first of all, if you could see what this poem looked like on the page, it's very good. It really looks like, it really looks like um, a zigzagging attempt to run to or from somewhere. Um, but then also, kind of like men without spines. I thought, is it funny or miraculous <laughs> the number of men without spines who can still run? And then the poem looks like some like wiggly like invertebrate creature just like bare soft and like all over the gap which is which is really cool um i yeah you said you said you'd be sharing this if it's read on the podcast yeah, yeah, right yeah okay yeah. so hopefully you will see it for yourself if ah my knee if he doesn't change his mind um <laughs> <laughs> minds can change in it you always need to account for that possibility that is so true yeah. um yeah i really i really like the again like the dissociation that then becomes like i feel like the speaker is the one running um yeah and then i almost caught him um I almost caught him and then he wanted to scoop his until he stopped by a, by a stream for water um and then he tried to scoop his face up, up out and out and drink and then he saw me um and then he couldn't because he saw me and was scared and it's like where did he see you though did he see he must have seen you in the reflection but then is he the me um is he the me which which whose reflect was it his own reflection that he saw that was the you that is that was chasing yeah it's all yeah it's like trying to run from yourself and there's a lot of things about kind of like fear and coming to terms with like the kind of person you are um the kind of person you don't want to be um the kind of person that you have wanted to be that yeah was he running from or running to um i just find just the idea of like just people running is just an interesting idea because you're either chasing something or you're fleeing from something mm. um and it's it's yeah it's incredible and you're putting the quote at the end um so it's very, so it's from shara mccallum i don't know who shara mccallum is shara mccallum is a poet uh from jamaica i think she's currently residing in the u.s uh mm. i bought her collection, Mad Woman, one of her collections, Mad Woman, uh, at the, the when there was a spoken word thing in Hull, um, that big that big spoken word festival in Hull last year. Um, I bought her book there uh, with Peepa. She's on Peepa. Okay. Um, that collection's on Peepa, and it's just a wavy. It's a very wavy collection. Peepa Tree Press, yeah, right? Peepa yeah. Tree Press. Okay. Um, but yeah, Mad Woman by Shara McCallum. Um, mm. I want to read more of her other stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll be. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm bound to share one of her poems at some yeah. point. I read it and it was just yeah. I really enjoyed it. And there's a lot of things that I like. I've drawn from in terms of quotes and stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's really really great work. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like the quote at the end feels like an afterthought. Like you know when like you're running and you're out of breath and then you're just like at the last minute you're like oh i just remembered something it kind of like the way it, the way it mirrors forgive like the semi pun the way it mirrors kind of the ending where like he's taken he's taken a rest he's taken a drink and then like oh my gosh the one that was chasing me is in the reflection it's almost like oh my gosh the quote i was running from or the idea that i was running from about like whether courage or not you have to meet yourself in the end that's like that then jumps out um, is that what was what it's just there's just the levels in what's being done here is just really cool um so yeah i'm i'm a fan of this poem it's, yeah it's definitely ranking amongst my um 
my sweetest sugar J poems, I think. <laughs> yeah. Have you got anything to add or challenge? Um, just on that point, uh, so big up Rachel Corson, mm. um, and I had shared a poem with her, the one that I wrote after Ross Gay um, for Henrietta Lacks. Um, I'd shared that with her. Um, What's the poem called? Uh, a Thing Worth Remembering. Is, um, that, is that somewhere where the people then can... No, it's not online anywhere. Okay. Um, it's not published anywhere. Um, email me and I'll send it to you. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I I had shared that poem with her, um, and she was like, like she'd she'd spoke about it, and she was just like, when, because I have in italics after Ross Gay, and she was like, because the title reads into like the the title is part of the poem. She was like, having that in the middle is just a bit jarring, and she mm. was like, I don't know why you don't just put it on the at the end, and I was like. Oh, yeah, it was mm. like it can just go at the end. Yeah. Um. And so when I was doing this one, um, it just felt jarring to have that at the beginning because it was like, I don't know, it just felt like, I don't know, it just felt jarring. I was like, it doesn't feel like it's meant to be at the beginning. Mm. Um. But if I hadn't have had that conversation with Rachel, I would have just been stuck in the rigid idea that like all quotes and stuff have to be at the beginning mm. on the top of a poem. Um, not because just because um, and so yeah so she challenged my thinking on that which means that I was like yeah no this can go mm. at the end um, and I feel like it it makes sense there I feel mm. like that's where it's like meant to go absolutely yeah um, it's lit it bangs it's really it's really good um, thank you for writing that I think and um, yeah this is cool this is good what have you what do you want to share that you've been enjoying so i feel like maybe yeah it's not everyday contemporary poet so i was like let me go with something a little bit older um so yeah so this one is Anne sexton um all my pretty ones father this year's jinx rides us apart where you followed our mother to her cold slumber a second shock boiling its stone to your heart, leaving me here to shuffle and disencumber you from the residence you could not afford. A gold key, your half of a wooden mill, twenty suits from Duns, an English Ford, the love and legal verbiage of another will, boxes of pictures of people I do not know. I touch their cardboard faces. They must go. But the eyes as thick as wood in this album hold me. I stop here. Where a small boy waits in a ruffled dress for someone to come for this soldier who holds his bugle like a toy or for this velvet lady who cannot smile is this your father's father this commodore in a mailman suit mm. my father time meanwhile has made it unimportant who you are looking for i'll never know what these faces are all about i lock them into their book and throw them out this is the yellow scrapbook that you began the year I was born. As crackling now and wrinkly as tobacco leaves. Clippings where Hoover outran the Democrats wiggling his dry finger at me and prohibition. News where the Hindenburg went down and, and recent years where you went flush on war. This year, solvent but sick, you meant to marry that pretty widow in a one-month rush. But before you had that second chance, I cried on your fat shoulder. Three days later, you died. These are the snapshots of marriage stopped in places, side by side at the rail toward Nassau now, here with the winner's cup at the speedboat races, here in tails at the cotillion you take a bow, here by our kennel of dogs with their pink eyes running like showbread pigs in their chain-link pin, here at the horse show where my sister wins a prize, and here standing like a duke among groups of men. Now I fold you down, my drunkard, my navigator, my first lost keeper, to love or look at later. I hold a five-year diary that my mother kept for three years, telling all she does not say of your alcoholic tendency. You overslept, she writes. My God, Father, each Christmas day with your blood will I drink down your glass of wine. 
The diary of your hurly-burly years goes to my shelf to wait for my age to pass. Only in this hoarded span will love persevere. Whether you are pretty or not, I outlive you. Bend down my strange face to yours and forgive you. Mm. Um, yeah, that was All My Pretty Ones by Anne Sexton uh, oh from gosh. the collection All My Pretty Ones. Oh. Um, and yeah, I think also when you... So one of the poems earlier, so her dad died like a couple months, I think, after her mum died or like really soon after her mum died, her dad died. Um, And so, yeah, so when she's talking about the, you know, you meant the second chance with the pretty and she cried on your shoulder and then, you know, a couple years later that died, that line has even more weight when you you consider the context of it. Mm. Um, But that, that poem, I think the thing that really struck me first about reading that poem was just the idea of, she's looking at these pictures and she'll never know um where she says uh she says like yeah i'll never know what these faces are all about i lock them into their book and throw them out um Mm. and just i don't know that that whole you know she's looking back at these pictures that are like crackling and tobacco now and it's like they it's just how much of a person can be stored and can be saved and then also it's like you it's it's also not storing and saving because she finds her mum's diary and she's Mm. now learning things about her dad as well um and it's like you know that's also something revealed but then it's you know it's a five-year diary and three years are filled out um and it's just that powerful that kind of like this diary wasn't finished this diary wasn't filled up um and yet you know yet they're finished like Mm. they're both dead um but how much yeah there's just so much in there i think that really sort of like it's a very rich poem and i think there's a lot there and i think the imagery and the language used um is very beautiful in a very simple way um yeah like the image of of crackling and tobacco and like yeah like i I just think there's a lot of imagery in there that i really enjoy it's just a very it's a poem with a lot of weight to it that i i proper really enjoyed so that was definitely my choice for this week was um yeah was that one shout out to ron who referenced me to another Anne sexton poem and then i went and read that collection from her I have one more section to go I'm going to be back at the South Bank in the Poetry Library to finish it off yeah. Um, but yeah I read I read that and I was just like yeah no that's that's amazing incredible the whole yeah there's a few, there's a lot of poems in that collection that yeah that I'm just like these are beautiful mm, yeah look this one this one's from Rooster Toy in it this one is called Umiadura Prayer Water for B. Williams. Mother is fasting again. She pours holy water from the center of my head. Mother is praying. Ibanuje Sala. That gust. That gust does not take me where God cannot find me. Mother is singing, summoning heaven. So kale wow. Ama alade wura. Mother is kneeling, bruised. Alanu eshanufuwa, weeping Magdalene tears. Uluwa jo, her Yoruba is headlocked with glossolalia, but angels are the best translators. Yeah, that's Umiadura, um, prayer water by Rusutoye for B. Williams. Um, I just love that one because, first of all, like ruth in it second of all um the use of the use of like yoruba um in the midst of like english is really cool and like we both so like we both have like um a thing about uh referencing a yoruba and using like yoruba or like whatever other languages in the midst of english um in our poems because it's sort because it's sort of like a thing of like uh, is this alienating for people etc etc but then um we basically like 
we both kind of like independently um, kind of like decided and we did discuss this actually but like we it seems we both come to the conclusion where it's like like as long as it makes sense as a poem people can do the finding out themselves because when people are referen- are using French are referencing French and mm-hmm. Greek and uh, all of these um, academically respected languages and academically respected cultures from which these languages come from like for, uh, ac- like what's stopping you know what's stopping you from from asking asking your yoruba friend what this thing means like mm-hmm. at the end of the day like i feel like when it comes to certain cultures when it comes to certain like languages people are just lazy um and people are not willing to invest um academic or emotional energy to learn those things um yeah so i feel like um she's one of the people breaking that breaking that um because yeah you've got like fam you've got like intact you've got arabic loan words and like japanese compound words used for whole poetic forms mm. like to say to f- say like this phrase is or the use of this language is alienating is i'm not really i'm i don't really care for that yeah um also like yeah if you got if you have more than one tongue in your mouth like let it flourish um I guess shout out Sujata, but um, <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, if you he did AQA, yeah, you know about mother tongue. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I just I just love this poem. Um, also, like thematically, it's the sort of thing I'm I'm trying to write myself. So yeah, like shout out Ruth um, and hold tight and Sexton. Um, there were some people who responded to our prompts that we mm. gave out um so yeah just wanted to um say we see you uh thank you for engaging with our prompts so yeah oh jake do you have jake wildhold's poem i want to read that because that poem was lit ooh, ooh, um, i'm bringing it up on twitter yeah it's on twitter uh, shout out to Gabriel Jones as well, who also yeah. responded to one of our prompts. Laurie Ogden responded to one of our prompts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bella Cox um, yeah. responded to one of our prompts. Uh, who else? Anne, Anne Byrne responded yeah. to one of our prompts. Um, I think I might be missing another person. Mm. Asia has just been like complaining about all of our prompts. Yeah. Through um, Antonia King. Yeah. Uh, Antonia uh was one of our prompts and it's yeah. mad because the day before she her napo was using the quote that we then just referenced as our prompt later on yeah um so that was really quite cool uh so shout out antonia yeah. um yeah have you got the jake poem i do have the jake poem can i have it i've just i've just dm'd it to you oh via sugar dread you see technology. Where's my phone? It's 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 on you. It's in your. It's, it's on your under person, that you. pack of poems that you've got. Ah, it's not under this pack of poems. Though. Where's my phone? It's in front of you there, on top of oh, your popcorn thing. Oh, yeah. why are you betting on that I'm eating popcorn for me? Um, he says I want the people to know that I eat popcorn. <laughs> uh, so it's popcorn that you want to keep private. Why did I feel like that was shade? But I don't know in what manner the shade was. You know what? Let me just hold hold that. Cool. Uh, this is day one. Uh, I think this is in response to the prompt about your family tree burning. Um, cool. After the war, we are still silver birch. A little more shine catching fire from the embers still. When you're watered in gasoline, a change in seasons can destroy a forest. What? That's Jake Wildhall. Um, also, big up to Jake, who was long listed as part of the Saboteur, Saboteur yeah. Awards for his pamphlet Solomon's World. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he was long. He's part of Bad Betty Press, mm-hmm. who was shortlisted on the Saboteur. Yeah. And I think the night that he's a part of as well, Boomerang was long listed uh-huh. on Saboteur. Um, so I think he's got. He had two long lists and a shortlist that he's involved in all the bits um, are being done so by yeah so wow. a lot of a lot of respect for that and big you up um mm-hmm. and yeah man that 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 piece was cold mm-hmm. um yeah yeah i want to read gabriel jones read it 
Yeah. Um, so his day eight was inspired by uh, prompt number seven, uh, which is write a poem about the pave. Yeah, write a poem, but the pavement is your galaxy. The gutter is your sky. After glass collecting, 3 a.m., Tottenham Court Road. Round the back, where I dump the broken glass, a man sucks at a crack pipe. His friend asks for napkins from behind an upright umbrella. Inside city suits, scarecrow chanting Mr. Brightside in circles around champagne bottle totem poles floating in half-melted ice. My toes do a temperature check. My desert boot sole is coming loose, hitting the pavement in a slight flam snare. Two beat. My mate said, your shoes have a mouth. Walking towards Waterloo, several paramedics surround a man whose white limbs are nodding in the gutter. My shoes would speak of a galaxy of chewing gum stars, dreaming of enough open minds that they might one day uncompress, reshape, Shake off the grit and nebula. Fam, that's Gabriel P. Jones. Man, mate, Gabriel. From Ruth's poem, the whole discussion about language and language and poetry and what language you speak in and mm. like using those within the poetry and the ones that we are comfortable saying or the ones that we are comfortable acknowledging. Um, mm. It's like names, isn't it? It's like you, you, you can say Tchaikovsky. Well, yeah, I can't remember. I'm, it was I'm Uzo Duba's mom, in it? Because Uzo Duba was talking about how she went home. She was like, "Mom, can I change my name to Zoe?" And his mom, and her mom was like, eh, "Why do you want to do that?" And it, we'll, we'll post the link. Yeah. But um, the mom was like, eh, "If they can learn to say Tchaikovsky, yeah, and uh, what's it? it was Dostoevsky, they can learn to say Uzma Maka." So and I think that's that's it as well. So it's like what, yeah, what are you willing to try to wrap your tongue around? Like we're not, mm. you know, we're not asking you to. There's there's no clicks here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you're not you're not asking you're not asking them to put clicks. Like you're you're yeah, you're, like it's, foreign you're, yeah like. you're not you're not asking for for anything. Um, so there's a whole there's a whole discussion that ought to have really been had yeah. on that. So yeah, we post our prompts, we let them out. We're also going to share them for you in the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so when this comes out, day 13 uh, mm -hmm. will be, um, yeah, will have been posted. Um, and day 13 is to answer all of the following and include them in your poem. Number day one. 13 is today, by the hey, way. That's today still. Yeah, yeah okay. Friday. Quite right. Um, what's your favourite saying? Uh, draw an imaginary square on your palm. How many lines in your hand are in the square? The part of your body that has caused you the most pain. The eye colour of someone that you love. An animal that you've never seen in person. Something you'd like to tell your mother. And so answer all of those and then include them in a poem. That's day 13 prompts. Yeah. Uh, day 14. What's day 14, Gabriel? Day 14 is who breaks the thread? The one who pulls, the one who holds on. James Richardson. Explore a broken relationship as a piece of thread. Cool. Uh, day 15. Write a letter to your 16-year-old self. The title is an anagram of your crush slash first love's name. Reference their scent. Mm -hmm. Number 16. Write a poem. Use only one noun. Day 17. Discipline of desire begins in the mouth. Nisha Ramaya um, write a poem chastising your taste buds reference your least favourite condiment or write a poem chastising the way you communicate mm -hmm. number 18 <laughs> number 18 write a poem to all the unmoisturised parts of your body yes that prompt is influenced by Gabriel's why, drive why feet like this? look um, it's this will day you're 19. the one that made this thing so early that I didn't yeah. have anyway continue, continue you didn't have time to bro look I, that's, look, I didn't finish the sentence yeah, for a reason. don't finish going, your sentence because if going. your wife is listening to this podcast she uh, might not be your wife afterwards look um, if it's that <laughs> it's, no, not trying to be with no man that can't be bothered to clean his football uh, look, um, hmm. day 19 what was the last thing that entered your mouth write 12 lines for its aftertaste <laughs> and day 20 
naive as the dry leaves on the ground looking past the trees to the blue sky asking why me blue um right as a dying plant reference fate or 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 um right from the perspective of a natural object and speak its language cool um yeah. Uh so yeah, so that they are your prompts, so when we yeah, so they'll they should get you through till we give you your daily your daily dose of promptness. Um big yeah. up to writers and scribes as well. They're also dishing out daily prompts. So if mm-hmm. you follow writers and scribes, um hold tight Jamelia, um yeah. they are also so if we're not doing it for you, if we're not giving you that good good, then you also have somewhere else where you can get yeah uh some wavy prompts as well that's true um yeah yeah uh so that's really mm-hmm. cool uh don't forget to send your responses to our prompts uh again you can at us on twitter at sugar underscore dread you can email us sugar and dread at gmail.com mm-hmm. you can go to the blog um sugar and dread dot wordpress dot com that's right mm-hmm. uh also um a week and one day from uh today when this drops uh it will be our night our our sugar and dread night called hard parts it will be at the dirty panda skirt 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 uh tickets of four pounds will be featuring the indomitable michelle tiwo a genera reverend mother (laughs) (laughs) yeah hard parts hard parts is back Mm -hmm. um yeah, so um, we'll be we'll be there Saturday. Yeah, jump on the mic in it, complex. Yeah. Um, oh, shout out to people nominated. So big up mm-hmm. to Leonie Ross uh, for the Saboteur Awards. Um, shortlisted. Uh, man like Tyrone Lewis, uh, <laughs> shortlisted uh, best spoken word performer. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up Tyrone um, on that one as well. Um, and yeah, yeah, we bigged up. You know Jake and all them, all mm-hmm. his involvements there. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, big up yourselves, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just thinking, is there anyone else to shout out? Um, not really. No. Um, not big up my mum, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and in the words of Bashi as well, big up my dad. Positive <laughs> black man in my life, yeah. <laughs> House, house, sugar. There is, there is love in your direction. Yes, yes. I need to go. I mean, yeah. We still got to pack all this stuff up because yeah. I have to catch a train. Yeah, but the um, theme, the theme music is running over. It's running over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this fine. Whenever you are listening to, we are recording on Tuesday morning. Hence the very, very deep, very, very sexy voices that you are hearing. Competition. I should. I'm not even involved. Uh, unsexy voice. Well, I mean, made. You're even the one that initiated this contest. Who initiated wow. contest? Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. First name Sugar. Trash. Second name Dread.